Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. We are wrapping up our three-part series on living with less compulsiveness today. And if you haven't tuned in yet, be sure to catch up on our two previous weeks. Week one was on emotional compulsiveness and week two was on physical compulsiveness. And this was just talking about um, the things that we use to fill the voids in our own heart that really only Christ can fill. So as I was praying um, how to wrap up this with this third week, um, I just really felt like God wanted me to interview somebody. I didn't know who that was, and so I just kept praying about it and really felt the Lord put on my heart that I needed to interview a Christian counselor. And I have known Heather, Heather Nickel. Um, She is a licensed independent social worker, and she's here in Columbus, Ohio. And I just really felt God put her on my heart to give us clear direction on um, what we can do to help ourselves in these areas and just help our own lives and being more fruitful um, and not giving into these compulsive behaviors. So Heather, welcome to the Living With Less podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited you're here. I know there are a lot of other people that are excited you're on here um, and just being able to bless us with your knowledge. And I have a list of some questions for you. Um, But first, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, like I said, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yes, my name is Heather Nickel. Um, I have a master's degree in clinical social work from the Ohio State University. I've been working in the mental health field since 1996. I started my own private practice in 2006. Then I took a few years off to run a nonprofit agency um, here in Columbus. And then I decided that I really like private practice. So I returned back to private practice in 2012. Um, Currently, the majority of my practice is with adults and couples, although I do occasionally work with children. I've been married for 21 years to a fabulously patient and godly (laughs) man. We have been blessed with two children, a senior in high school and a junior in high school. We attend Grace Polaris Church in Westerville, which is where we met nearly 23 years ago. And in my spare time, I love teaching yoga, working out, playing with my dogs, reading a good book, and sometimes just vegging out on the couch. Yay! Well, thanks. I'm so excited um, that you're here. And okay, so first question, we'll just dig right in here. So if someone keeps finding themselves, letting their emotions control them, what are a few things that they can do in the moment to try and take a step back? Well, that's an excellent question, and that's something that we all struggle with, including your mental health therapist. Um, You know, oftentimes um, our large emotional responses, that's Mm -hmm. what I call them, Mm -hmm. oftentimes those are due to other areas of stress Mm -hmm. that um, are impacting our lives. Mm -hmm. I like to think of stress on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being that major freakout session (laughs) that sometimes some of us are very familiar with, and 1 being not stressed at all. Um, If we're constantly at, say, a level 5 or a level 6 stress level, then it's not going to take much to get Mm -hmm. us up to that level 7 or level 8 type of response. 
And so it's really important that we are working each and every day to bring our overall stress level down. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard. You know, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you've got three little kids running around or maybe you have a really stressful job. And so it really needs to be a priority in our lives to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies, our minds, and our souls. So maybe that means getting into the habit of starting each day with quiet time with the Lord. Maybe that means we need to exercise more regularly, that we're eating well. Mm -hmm. Um, That way we'll actually start our days at a lower stress level so that our emotional responses won't be quite so high. Mm. Yeah. And you know, I really like that. And I like that that answer ties into the verse that I've had the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Romans 12, two is do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I really like that you said, taking time, like quiet time and getting in the word or doing just something that um, can help release that stress. Cause I know for me, if I have not spent time with Jesus, I am not a nice person. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Um, and I've been trying to fit that time in now before Cam wakes up because I know if I have not spent time with the Lord, I can't be a great wife. I can't be a great mom and my stress level will be at a 10. Right. Good for you. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, so question two, so in the previous, um, episode, when I was talking about emotional compulsiveness, I talked a lot about my emotions toward my husband and what is the best way to propose a discussion with someone when it's a topic you're really passionate about? So I was also thinking about this earlier today, like, especially in this day and age, whether you're talking about a political thing or something, even at church, if you're at Bible study, how can you propose that conversation with somebody without putting them up on the defense immediately? That is an excellent question. And again, that is something that we all need to practice on. Mm -hmm. Um, What I often teach my couples in here is how to start a conversation with what we call a soft startup. Mm -hmm. There are harsh startups, which is usually um, including like an accusation. Uh, You did this or you made me feel this. That would be considered a harsh startup. A soft startup usually starts with a question. Mm. And that question might be something like, hey, hon, do you have a few minutes to speak with me about something? Or may I share something with you that's been on my heart? Um, If it's going to be what I call a, quote, ouchy conversation, (laughs) then maybe even suggest that you and your spouse pray about it first Mm. before Mm -hmm. you even start the conversation. Ask God to put the words in your mouth he wants you to say. That way the conversation will be guided by him rather than our own selfish desires. So, guys, I'm literally laughing because I feel like I, especially with my husband, like I said in the question, like so many of my conversations are harsh in the you did blank or it's a you thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But even at... Um, like Bible studies and things, sometimes I think it's hard when someone says something that um, just really strikes a chord in you to be Mm -hmm. calm and collected. For me, I guess, I I mean, I know I've prayed about conversations before I've had them, but to literally sit and say, okay, God, and trust him with it, that like, Mm -hmm. I need the words from you before they even come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yes. Because I, I need that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So when it comes to relationships, whether it's marriage, friendships, family, what is your best 
biblical advice to fighting fair. Hmm. I hate fighting fair, by the way. <laughs> I'm working on this, guys, but it is so hard. It is hard because we all want to win. <laughs> I mean, right? Yes. I want to win. Don't yes. you want to win? Yes. And that's all because of our pride. Mm. Beware of pride. Mm. You know, pride causes us to be focused on our own agendas. And mm. if you have an ounce of competitiveness in your body, mm. and trust me when I say I am 99% competitive, <laughs> you know, you you have to be willing to set that aside. You know, as I was um, preparing for our talk today, I was looking at Bible verses on mm. pride. Do you know I found 60 three references to pride in the Bible. Well, 63. We might have some pride issues. Do you I'm think? Not sure. I know. It's, it, to me, it was like God saying, uh, okay, clearly you all are going to need to really work on this one because I need to reference it 63 times. <laughs> you know, Proverbs 13.10 tells us pride breeds quarrels. Mm. Proverbs 16.18 mm. read, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Mm. So if each spouse would simply try to hear the other and be willing to put his or her own agenda Mm. aside and his or and his or her own pride aside, Mm. most couples would automatically argue less. Mm -hmm. So rather than trying to be heard or trying to persuade your spouse to see your to see your side, Mm -hmm. simply try to listen, try to hear what your spouse is saying. It doesn't mean you're going to agree with him or her. Mm -hmm. um, But what you are going to be doing is showing respect And you're also going to be um, working on validating your spouse. Your spouse will feel heard. Then your your spouse won't feel like he or she has to say it again louder and louder and louder, (laughs) which often leads to arguments. Um, And I don't know, when you were saying that, it just made me think again how, like, um, even if it's, like, a friendship and it's not marriage or it's family-related, like, Mm -hmm. our relationships are supposed to be a reflection of Jesus and a reflection of Christ. And... I always forget when I'm in those moments and I'm being so disrespectful to whoever it is mm-hmm. when I'm not being kind or compassionate that I'm I'm diluting the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if that was Jesus standing in front of me, mm-hmm. I would – first of all, I would never talk to Jesus that way. Right. But second of all, if he was like, you know, standing five feet away, I wouldn't behave that way. Right. So I think need, like trying to remember that relationships are supposed to be that representation of – Jesus to us. So that's a really good way of remembering it. Jesus is on your shoulder. Oh gosh, he is. (laughs) Okay. Um, now I want to dig into a little bit of last week's episode on the Mm -hmm. physical things. Um, you know, again, that we use to fill in the voids that only God can fill. Okay. So I'm going to ask the first part of this question first In your line of work, what is, or what are, um, the most used ways the most used way to fill this void in our heart. So is it shopping? Is it sex? Is it food? Like what do you see most in your office? Um, Yes, to all of the above. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people use all kinds of different things to try to fill those voids. Um, You know, alcoholism, Mm -hmm. um, substance abuse, gambling, um, shopping. But sometimes it's not even that serious. Sometimes... Mm -hmm. um, you know, it might be social media or just mm-hmm. sitting on the couch and watching TV, um, romance novels, oh, um, yeah. you know, uh, it, 
romance novels can be awful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of different ways. Food. So there's a lot of things that people will start to idolize mm. as a way to fill some of those voids. Mm-hmm. I know for me, there was a season where um, I love Hallmark movies. I love the Hallmark channel. Mm-hmm. But I had a girlfriend, I think this would have been like three years ago. She like called out that like to me that I needed to stop watching those things because I started holding Corey up right. to like on that pedestal of, you know, you're not being like this Hallmark man Mm -hmm. and I think it is hard sometimes when like if it's not alcoholism or pornography or Mm -hmm. you know binge eating food it it truly can be watching Hallmark movies if it gets into that gray area right um so that was I know a big one for me that I didn't realize that oh it can be a smaller thing right that's still those are easily much more easy to justify yeah yes um okay so that was the first part of the question. So what's a good way to stop, you know, indulging in these habits? So whether it's, you know, the big scale ones or the smaller scale ones, like what mm-hmm. is, what are ways that we can try and break those habits? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think first we need to identify them. And mm-hmm. sometimes you have to ask God to, um, to prune some things mm-hmm. out of your lives mm-hmm. that maybe you don't necessarily want to be pruned. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't want to ask God to do that because mm-hmm. that might be painful mm-hmm. or we don't really want to deal with the truth. But in all honest, in all honesty, a lot of times we do. We need to start with that. We need to ask him to reveal those things to us. And then mm-hmm. the other thing that we need to do is then figure out, okay, well, what is this? What need is this fulfilling? Mm-hmm. And then how do we um, get it fulfilled in a more positive way, in a way that's going to be pleasing to the Lord, in a way that's going to bring us closer to him mm-hmm. rather than further away from him? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, if... I, as an example of the Hallmark movie, mm-hmm. if that's something that you feel um, is beca- is filling a void in your life negatively, then maybe that's an indicator that you really need to be spending more time <laughs> nurturing your relationship. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, how can you have a more romantic relationship with your husband? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that God wants mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and I will say when my girlfriend like called that out on me, um, I think it might've been like shortly after that, my husband and I went and saw a marriage counselor and it was really weird. See, I mean, it wasn't weird. Obviously it's going to happen, but like our marriage really changed. Like it Mm -hmm. was really thriving. Um, because we were going back to what you were talking about when pride is like getting eliminated, we were actually hearing one another. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was neat how like those two things came together and, It was from someone else pointing it out. Right. And sometimes I think that. God uses other people like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when it comes down to the consequences of indulging in these behaviors, what do you see as the counselor that most people um, are giving like a way of themselves when they give into these temptations? So like what are they losing in a negative way about themselves? 
Well, it could be any number of things. Um, you know, first of all, it's not going to make us feel good about mm-hmm. ourselves at all in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, it's going to impact our family, our friends, and, and those kinds of relationships. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's going to impact our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, if you give in to some of these negative temptations, um, it could impact your physical health, your mm-hmm. emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, your financial freedoms. Um, there's lots of, of negative consequences. And so ultimately, we really need to focus on making sure that the Lord is is number one mm-hmm. above all of these mm-hmm. different temptations in our lives. Um, I think I talked about that in the emotional one when I was saying like, lashing out at my spouse, like that doesn't feel like a big deal. But even though it's a small area of sin, like it is still creating a barrier between us and the Lord. And I think it is easy, you know, sometimes to think that, oh, it's just like, it's ruining my friendships or my marriage. And to some people, I don't know, maybe that's not a big enough deal. Mm -hmm. But when you realize that what you're doing is putting a huge wedge between you and the Lord, um, like, that's a big deal. That's a really big Um, deal. Yeah. I think that having that perspective of like, not only am I hurting the people I can see, I'm literally hurting the one that created me. Right. Um, and then you're also preventing him mm. from doing some type of work within mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what blessings you're missing out on mm-hmm. or again, your loved ones are missing out on mm-hmm. because your relationship with the Lord isn't where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Okay, so we had a couple questions come in from Instagram. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you those. Okay, so the first one said, so I know to give things that I really worry about and struggle with to the Lord, and I can do that, but I usually take it back over and over again. What can I do to allow myself the relief of walking away from these things? Hmm. That's a a great question, and it's something that I even really struggled with just as recently as two years ago. Two years ago, my daughter um, was 16 and started to drive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm somebody that I occasionally struggle with some anxiety. But let me tell you, watching her drive Mm -hmm. away in the morning, she she had to be at the swimming pool at 5 a.m. because she was a swimmer. Watching her drive away at 4.30 a.m. created anxiety in me like I had never experienced. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to drive myself crazy. Mm-hmm. So I literally wrote out a prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I got on my computer because my handwriting is really bad anymore. And I <laughs> typed out this prayer and all of these Bible verses. And I taped it next to the window that I watched from oh. every morning. And so I prayed this prayer, I typed it out, and then when I would watch her drive away, I would literally just kind of put my hand over it, and that was my reminder that I had released Mm. her. I had released her to the Lord, I had released this anxiety to the Lord, Mm. and I was not going to take Mm. it back and let it continue to rule in my life. That's so sweet. I have tears, which I have tears like all the time, but um, wow, that's really great. I really like that typing out the prayer and like mm-hmm. praying the same thing, repetitiveness. I think God makes that pretty clear in his rhythms and repetitiveness in the mm-hmm. Bible. So I guess I should get a clue from that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next question was, how can we preemptively stop compulsive behavior before acting? What is a quick tip? 
You know, a quick tip would be kind of like what I just talked about. Write it down, write a prayer surrounding whatever it is, and then post that somewhere in your house where you are every day. You you might even, this is something you could even put on your phone. It could be, mm. you know, your... Um, your the lock screen or something. Right, right. Yeah. So... Have it be somewhere where it's a constant reminder Mm. that this is something that you want to change so that you see it, so that you are always praying about it, and so that it's something that you're just aware Mm -hmm. of. Because we have to really practice at changing negative Mm -hmm. habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I put in my coffee cabinet, I have uh, Mark 536, and I wrote my name with it, so it says, Chelsea, do not fear only believe. And so I see it. I mean, I make coffee every morning Mm -hmm. and then sometimes in the afternoon. So, like, it is a constant reminder. And like you said, like you have to create good habits to get rid of negative habits. Right. They can't coexist. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now I have a fun living with less podcast question. So if someone were to ask you, what is the first thing they need to live with less of in their life in regards to becoming who Christ has called them to be, what would that be? And why? Well, you know, we're all different. So we're all going to have different temptations, different Mm -hmm. idols, different um, things that we need to give up with. Um, You know, for example, if I said you need to live with less shoes, Mm -hmm. well, some of us might only have three or four pairs of shoes, whereas some of us might have three or 400. So that might be really Mm -hmm. obvious. Mm -hmm. So honestly, what I would, how I would answer that question is that's something that needs to be answered or discussed between you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, he needs to reveal whatever Mm -hmm. that answer might be Mm -hmm. to you. And again, that's a really hard question to ask. Um, I'm not all gung-ho about asking the Lord right now, okay, Lord, what do you want me to live less with? (laughs) Because I feel like I'm living pretty leanly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so that's something that might feel a little ouchy or constrictive to us. Mm -hmm. But again, think of the ways that he is going to ultimately bless us Mm -hmm. when we Mm -hmm. truly listen to him and truly lay our lives down for his glory. Mm -hmm. I like that. I Sometimes, like, I know people say, like, oh, God's going to honor that season or God's going to honor what you're doing. Um, And when you really think about, like, the fact that God honors our obedience Mm -hmm. and he honors us, like, coming to him and asking his questions, like, honor is a really big deal word. And to think that the creator of the world, the creator of us is going to honor anything in our life, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to miss out on that. Right. And... Like you said, like pruning and all of that, like it is hard. And sometimes you don't want to be like, okay, Lord, what now do I need to get rid of? But ultimately it does. It grows our relationship with him. And, you know, ultimately we're going to be better. Amen. Yes, (laughs) we will be better. And that is hard too. I think sometimes um, the world makes everything else look so much better that we think, Mm -hmm. well, how can I possibly feel better or be better if I get rid of these things that look so good out in the world. Right. But no, don't, don't buy into that. It's right. a lie. And don't compare yourselves. Yes. Because it will always be a lie. It will always be a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I have to ask, I don't know if you've prepared for this one or not, but what is your favorite Bible verse and why? <laughs> um, you know, I have several and I was thinking about this, um, how to answer this. 
And probably the one, the first one that came to mind is 2 Timothy 4, 7. And I will explain. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple reasons. First of all, I like that verse because I'm athletic and competitive Mm -hmm. and I can relate to it in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also feel like life is a marathon Mm -hmm. kind of made up, though, of smaller races. Mm -hmm. You know, we have um, the race of being children. Then we have the race Mm -hmm. of young adulthood. Then we have the race of being newlyweds, Mm -hmm. then new parents. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we're getting ready to start the race of being an empty Mm -hmm. nester, which I'm like, how am I even old enough for that? But I think a lot of times each race kind of feels like a battle that requires Mm -hmm. a whole lot of faith. Mm -hmm. And so I oftentimes I look back on certain aspects of my life and I'm like, yep, Lord, hallelujah, we got through that Mm -hmm. one. I don't know how, but it was through your grace that we Mm -hmm. got through it. So um, that's kind of why I picked that one, because I feel like right now I'm kind of at that stage of life where I'm I'm finishing Mm -hmm. a race and about ready to start a new one. Oh, I really love that. Oh, I'm going to like you. totally write that down and like mark that in my Bible. Um, I thought that that's really great. Um, okay, guys. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this week's episode with Heather. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having um, me. This is really special. And it's kind of funny sitting here having her answer these questions because I'm taking notes. I'm like, awesome. This counselor is filling me with everything I need to do and everything I need to know. So um, everything we talked about will be in the show notes, so you can go there. Um, I'm going to have her send me what her answers and things were. Um, That way, you guys can go back and take note of it. But um, again, just really pray that God can show you these areas in your life that um, you do need to get rid of. And, you know, you can ask him to be gentle. You can ask him to be... um, He's always kind, but he can do things in a slower way. Mm -hmm. He's not going to rip the Band-Aid off, but, um, you know, just have your hands open and your heart open, and he will honor you. Absolutely. So thanks again for being on. Thanks. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at livingwithlesspodcast.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me, and I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.